Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Yes, welcome back to the show. Project Sports is back, and where have we been? Where has Project Sports been? Well, moving across the world, pretty much. Um, we recently relocated, me and my family, from the United Kingdom to Colorado Springs. And it has been probably the worst time to move in regards to sports, but the best time to move for my family. So it was good. But now we're back and we can get engaged into what's going on in the sports world. We missed a big one. I really wanted to do a post recap of the Super Bowl. I had an episode about the greatest Super Bowl of all time. And, well, it didn't really live up to that potential. So, for me, uh, it was one of the most enjoyable Super Bowls that I've ever watched. Only because I am a Patriots fan who loves Tom Brady. And to sit, relax, and enjoy to watch Tom Brady win an easy Super Bowl that was less than six-point win and didn't really have to worry about the fourth quarter, that was the first time I've ever gotten to do that. So I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I, it was great. And it, it was kind of nice for the narrative of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and, and, and kind of bringing them back down to power a little bit, a little back down to earth and saying like, hey, it takes a lot to become a dynasty. It takes a lot over a long period of time to get crowned at these high stakes. And a lot of people, a lot of young people, a lot of older people, because they were so sick of the Patriots in general, or are just different fandoms all across sports in general, the Warriors, I feel like they just wanted the Chiefs because they had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and these big stars that they just wanted this new thing. But it doesn't always happen and doesn't always last very long. Now, I'm not predicting that the Chiefs are going to fall off and they're not going to be successful for years to come. Patrick Mahomes is a great player. Travis Kelsey is a great player. And Andy Reid is a great coach. Um, two years ago, when the Chiefs did win, now, um, I really enjoyed watching Andy Reid hoist the Lombardi Trophy. He's a good uh, coach, and he waited a long time for that. I think it was well-deserved and well-earned. But this all comes back to Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl. Uncanny. Those are my thoughts on it. It's, I'm going to keep it real quick and short on this because we are uh, so far away from the Super Bowl at this point. We're into March Madness and the Euro coming up and baseball offseason, uh, the Patriots and NFL free agency just happened this past week. It's so many signings. There's so many different things in the NBA that we have to get to that we're really not going to focus on the Super Bowl. I'm just going to give my quick thoughts in the first couple minutes here. That's it. So the first thing we're going to get into is probably the most relevant that we need to, continuing with football here, is NFL free agency and the New England Patriots. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I'm happy for Tom Brady to win a championship and get number seven. I'm not really a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I really don't care. But now, watching the Patriots revamp their team completely, almost, I say almost, they almost have done it. I'm, I'm not a big giant fan. I'm a big fan of Cam Newton, the person. I like who he is. He's, he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to work hard. 
he's a great he's he's great i just don't know if he's got anything left in the tank unless he proves me wrong this year and they actually go with cam newton as their starter i do think that there is going to be a trick up their sleeve or whether it be on draft day they're going to make an effort and a push to get another starting qb i really feel that that's what the organization is trying to do that's what i think they told some of these free agents that all came from drew rosenhaus that said hey we're going to be going to get x player Whatever that plan may be, maybe they never wanted to get it out. Maybe they didn't say that. Maybe they just wanted to the money. And NFL free agency was kind of weird this year with the cap. And a lot of teams didn't have what the Patriots had going into it in this free agency market. And they went hard on the first day. And they got who they wanted. And, and history repeats itself. They, they, they like the tight end sets. They like having players that can do multiple things. And that's what they got. They got uh, wide receivers and tight ends and defensive players that can all do multiple things. So let's go over the Patriots and who they signed. Uh, let's start with uh, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, which there's uh, some people on either side of the fence here because when he was with the Eagles, he had a lot of drops. Good player, went to the Raiders, and then from there had a very, very productive season with the Raiders and did well and now found himself where he can come to the Patriots and maybe prove himself again. He can be a good wide receiver. He did have faults in the past as far as drops, and this is a player I would look to to stretch the field and be that person who could be a deep threat. Now, I don't know who's going to get them the ball because it doesn't seem like from this past season that Cam Newton really can throw a deep ball. He made some plays minimal this past year, but very small and minute in, in certain spots. And one of the ones I can remember was against the Seahawks when they had a terrible secondary. And that was the only real time I saw Cam really light up uh, a secondary. So I don't, I don't, that's why one of my thoughts is that they were going to go get someone on draft day or leading up to draft day. They're going to make a trade for some already established QB to come in here, whether it's Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, players who may be on the trading block. Uh, we also took a cornerback, Jalen Mills, from the Philadelphia Eagles, who goes by the Green Goblin, I think is his nickname. Uh, pretty cool hairstyle. Seems like he got a lot of swagger. Seems like a good guy who's going to be tenacious on the defensive side of the ball. And then also we got the linebacker from the Ravens. His name is Matthew Judon, and he is one of the best pass rushers in football, top three as one of my friends told me in pass rushing, and he's an unbelievable talent coming to New England to wreck house with the rest of the defense. And I think this is a great move, not only taking from the Ravens, but adding to you a great, you know, pass rusher. This is a strange move. We've gotten pass rushers in the in the past, but not like this. This is different for us. Um, this is this is someone who is really going to make an impact quickly, and I don't think there's a lot of question marks about it. And before we get into the big uh, signing of the tight ends, we're just going to talk a little about David Andrews, who just re-signed with the Patriots, and I think that's an excellent move from the Patriots to uh, make a deal with him. He's just a, a solid uh, center that is so reliable and so important to New England, and it's really great that they got him back. Now, as far as the tight ends, uh, Juno Smith was the first one that we heard about that came over from Tennessee. Uh, I'm a very close with a, a friend, Caleb, who's actually been on this podcast, who is a Tennessee Titans 
fan. I saw that he came from the Titans. I didn't really know who he was, although I, I, I did follow him through fantasy football a little bit. He did fall off um, point-wise towards the end of the season last year. He is a great talent, and I was so excited about it. Just to add um, a tight end of his caliber coming to the team, and then the next day we wake up in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh. Now we got Hunter Henry too. This reminds me of back when the Patriots had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. And I'm sure you've heard this all over the radio already, but that's what it reminds me of, of having that double set tight end doing multiple things there. Uh, John, Juno Smith, he can, um, he, he can do it all. He can, he can catch, he can, he can block. Hunter Henry, same thing, so versatile. And that's what Bill loves in his offense. So in upcoming episodes, we're going to hit football a little bit harder, a little bit more, a little bit longer. But once we get into it, I'm going to invite someone on the show. We're going to talk about it, but we're going to transition quickly to some other sports. So we're going to talk about the Boston Celtics first. Uh, and just looking at the standings right now in the Eastern Conference, there's a lot of people who are nervous, scared of what's going on with the Celtics losing lots of close games last year. It seemed like the Celtics were amazing in the fourth quarter, came to crunch time. They had a lot of res uh, resiliency, and they always met uh, what the expectations were for that team, especially in crunch time. They would win close games. It seems right now that they play well in the first three quarters, and they just fold completely when it comes down to the wire. Not only that, they seem like they're getting outplayed on multiple occasions and multiple quarters all over the place. Now, I know a lot of people are like, what's going on? Fire the coach, do this, do that. JT and uh, Jalen Brown don't work with each other. This team, you need to blow it up. You need to do this, you need to do that. Um, at the beginning of this uh, season, I did speak about how the Celtics were young. And I don't know when people are going to realize that, you know, people who win NBA championships are usually in their 30s going into their 30 to 35 is like the range. You can look it up. That's when typical NBA players start winning championships. JT and Jalen Brown are still young. They're not, they have playoff experience, probably more than most at their age, but they still had leaders who were older on the team that are now gone. They are now by themselves leading the team with Marcus Smart. And it seems like they are just going through normal stints. They are in sixth place. You look at the teams that are ahead of them. So the, I guess the only one that's kind of surprising is the Hawks. But as far as the Heat, Last year, the Heat proved that they were better than the Celtics. They did. They beat us. The Bucks were always better. They were first last year, and the Nets got extremely better, and the 76ers are playing well. Now, the 76ers could be surprising as well, but they all stayed together, trust in the process, and they're playing good basketball. You can't complain. It, you know, it's not virtually the same team. Things have changed. They lost to the Heat last year. Did, was that demoralizing to them? I don't think so. I just think that there is or could be a problem in the locker room. Maybe you do need a new coach. I'm not just counting that, but I think the Celtics, I think the people are playing a little too much into it. I don't know what your expectation is to be two seeds higher because right now the two seeds higher is, is a one-game difference. So a one-and-a-half game difference. That's it. That's it. You're talking about one-game difference, you'd be in fourth. You'd be the fourth seed, not sixth. And if you think you're better than Bucks and Giannis and you're better than the Nets, you're not. So you really are in the same place as all these teams that are just mediocre. That's what you are. You have young talent. You have to be patient. They're not going to win right now. Work on their game. Work on getting a good coach. 
work on getting not that Brad Stevens is not a good coach work on getting a coach that works well with your team because obviously I do think that there's issues with them having differences of way they want to play the game with JT Brown Brad Stevens you can kind of see it on the court especially this time now they don't trust them because they lost against the heat last year could be an issue I don't know I'm not inside the locker room just me surmising from what I'm seeing the outside looking in so I just want to talk about the Celtics a little bit there uh, LeBron got hurt LaMelo got hurt uh, LaMelo ball just got fractured his wrist to be out for the entire season I don't know what's going on with LeBron hurt hurt his ankle rolled his ankle did his high ankle sprain could be out for a little bit who knows it, it seems like maybe the Brooklyn Nets or some other team might have a chance to win the championship, the Clippers, 76ers, although I don't think the 76ers will do anything. Uh, the Jazz are a good team. But down the road here, we're going to see who the real studs are. And from my estimation, as, as normal, all-stars always win. And KD, Kyrie, and Harden, that new team, would put it together and beat some of these other teams who are young and inexperienced. And then also the Clippers – on their side, and this is if LeBron is actually going to be out for a long time. But we'll check back. We'll check back on the NBA. Uh, we're going to transition quickly over to my team over in the Premier League, Liverpool. We'll talk about the EPL a little bit and some of those teams. Now, I've had a lot of friends rag on me for Liverpool's performances over the past you know, month, two months, three months, whatever you want to call it. They've lost nine games this season. They haven't been playing too well. Um, it seems like Man City, as we talked about, me and Brandon at the beginning of this year, had Brandon on the podcast in one of the first couple episodes, we talked about Manchester City, and we talked about how the development of that squad would be dependent on getting themselves together with the defense. seems like John Stones returned. They kind of got a level-headed on the defense. Their offense was playing great. Phil Foden has really come on, playing well with Kevin De Bruyne, filling that David Silva role after David Silva leaving, going to La Liga. And it seems like City has taken full reign of what's going on because now they lead the pack right now with 64 points and it doesn't seem like anyone's going to catch them. Manchester United is in second place and I just don't think they have the juice or the talent to keep up with Man City. They're probably going to win the Prem hands down. What is surprising right now is that Tottenham and Liverpool are not in the Champions League next year and they're fighting for that spot between West Ham, Chelsea and Leicester and it, it's coming down to the wire here to, you know, to think that Liverpool is not going to be in the Champions League next year is is mind blowing. Unless they actually win the Champions League, then they'll be able to return. But the number grows smaller and smaller with every game that gets played where they are not going to be part of Champions League next year. And will Chelsea and Leicester hold that spot? I would be really happy to see Leicester make it and actually play in Champions League like next year and watch Jamie Vardy. Uh, go in there and, and and do some damage and be a part of that tournament. And West Ham right now going to the Europa League in the fifth spot. I at least think that Liverpool has the talent, and so does the Spurs, to hit that spot. And if they don't, it will be a story, I think. And it seems like right now, I, when I wasn't recording the episodes, it seemed like they went through one of their worst stretches I've seen in a very long time from Liverpool. But they finally got the center-back position under control, and they started to stabilize a little bit with the uh, Obazan from Turkey and the, and the young talent in Phillips from Preston FC. And you've got this under control where you don't have Fabinho, who's been in and out with injuries, playing center-back. You don't have uh, Henderson playing center-back anymore. You actually, I mean, uh, yeah, center-back. 
you don't have these plug-in players where you know that Van Dyke went down earlier this season and you're trying to figure out what's going on, who's going to pair, and now you don't have anyone. And this was the kind of the hole they put themselves in for not having solidified center backs ready to go, which is a fault that I've been looking at for a while now, and now Virgil Van Dyke goes down, and they were a mess for two months. They were. They didn't know who they were, their identity. They fell apart as far as the left back and the right back. A lot of people were giving Trent such, you know, Trent is is given so much backlash just because there hasn't been stability in the defense. He plays poorly and has had bad form because he's not in continuity with the center backs. Like, all that stuff does matter, and now he's taking a lot of crap. And Robertson still playing well. He's a great talent, great player, a little bit older, a little bit mature, knows what he wants as, as a football player. He's true to himself, and he can play defense. So as we move forward here, Liverpool next year has a great chance to go back and win the Prem and if Virgil comes back healthy and this kid Phillips pans out and Obazan fills out and, and plays well, you're going to see Liverpool bounce right back. That's my, that's my thoughts on it. They are playing poorly now. A lot of people were going crazy talking about Klopp and how they should change regime, bring Gerard in. Gerard just won the uh, Scottish League with the Rangers and even he's talking about he's not even close to being ready to take over Liverpool. He said he's not. He he hopes that even one day he could be considered to be that good of a coach. He doesn't see himself in that position to be coaching a team of that caliber yet, which I thought was really awesome and honest of Steven Gerrard. Because I think as Liverpool fans, you're you really want that you know star talent to come back and coach the team, especially Gerrard, and, and maybe have him win the leagues or where he he didn't well he was a player and to win it while he is. Uh, a coach that would be amazing but it has its time we're enjoying Klopp's era of Liverpool which is so dominant we're hitting a little bit of a downspin and you can't take it you know sometimes you have to go through a dark time to rise up we just won the Champions League and then they won the the Premier League and then their best defender goes out and everyone wants to jump ship so I'm calling out you Liverpool fans who are going crazy saying crazy stuff about Klopp and wanted to leave stay steadfast Know, know what you actually have, that Virgil will come back, things will stabilize, and know that next time you probably should have a plan. The only thing that was really wrong here is they didn't have a plan for center back if this situation happened, and that was really alarming. Now they got really exploited with that. They really trusted that Virgil was playing amazing and he was going to go on forever and not get hurt, and that was lazy. And so now they have to fix that problem. And maybe someone from the farm system wasn't ready, but that's not the point. You need to spend money and I think sometimes Liverpool doesn't want to spend money just to spend money for the chemistry. But at the same time, they need to develop and learn how to make sure that they have things ready to go when things go down and go wrong. I'm going to leave you with this. One final thought of today's episode. When you get knocked down and things don't go the right way, how do you pick yourself back up? And I think Liverpool will. So with that said, I want to thank you guys listening for Project Sports. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, we're going to have much more guests on the show coming up now that I'm settled here in Colorado. We're excited to what's coming for the future for Project Sports. We might actually get some multiple people on the show at the same exact time and have a little banter of argument. Uh, we are trying to pull off a Michael Jordan versus LeBron James conversation plus Kobe. And we're going to have a debate about that with multiple people. So that is coming. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys, for watching the show. Find me on Facebook, Project Sports, and also the Project Sports pod on Instagram. Take care.